The Southern Middle Tennessee Prep Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West, Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. Welcome into the show. I think. Yep. Maybe you guys can hear me. Can you hear me? We got you. Congratulations. Hey, hey Mo. How's it going? Well, <laughs> better here than than on your end. Sounds like. Uh, it's okay. We're uh, we're just trying to get things situated, and, and you know how it can be. It's uh, it's just a, a trial and error at this point. So, in both parenthood and apparently <laughs> in uh, getting me on the show, which is fine. We'll figure it out eventually. Well, let um, me let, let me just tell you this: the show pales in comparison. <laughs> uh, I yes, absolutely. I totally agree. It's uh, I tell you, like I posted on Facebook, it wasn't anything like we planned it. It didn't go at all to plan, but uh, she, she's here. She's healthy. Um, mom is gonna make it. That's good. Obviously, we're. We're struggling. We're struggling through, you know, the first couple of days because, unfortunately, you know, I can't really help at night. So it is what it is. But uh, when we get off the show, I'm gonna take care of Charlie and hopefully let her sleep for a little while. There you go. There you go. So, well, um, yep. It's it's definitely a, it's a team effort, no question. There there and here. So. Um, we are efforting to kind of clean some things up on this end and, and hopefully get you in here as as fully as possible under the circumstances. But, um, you know, interesting weekend at the Yao household. Um, interesting weekend in, in high school athletics as well. Um, as we mentioned in the last segment, a lot of, lot of basketball to talk about as we got some district tournaments finished up across the area. Got some region tournaments started across the area, and um, we are moving toward the end of basketball season. We wrapped up wrestling season with um, state tournaments last weekend and brought a few medals back to the area, so it's um, it's an exciting time. Hey, no doubt. Um, I'm curious, and I'm sure that this is – I'm sure you, you – have some idea and I just don't um, not only are we finishing up high school basketball season but um, I guess C State is in the middle of right in the middle of their stuff uh, yeah they literally in, the, in the middle of their season yeah so. they, they did not play this weekend they played Thursday night against um, 
Dyersburg. Yeah. Women lost close. Men won close. I think the women lost by 275-73, and the men won 59-58. They, for some odd reason, I guess maybe because they are playing divisional schedules, they did not have a game this Saturday because um, the state conference is a 10-team conference, but they're playing division, so they're playing five and five and so this might have been their saturday to be off i guess but they did not have a game on saturday good for them yeah seems like they're i think i think i read where they are are they undefeated at home they are they are undefeated at home the men are undefeated at home they are undefeated in um quote conference play their only loss was in their season Mm -hmm. opener up at roan state and they turned around and um avenged that in the following game as they and Roan played home and home over at Harriman first and then back over here at the Webster Athletic Center. So I believe they are seven and one, maybe. Look at there. Yeah, it's uh you know, we're we're right in the middle of and I actually, you know, was kind of paying attention to some NJCAA stuff over the weekend. Um obviously down in Alabama but also across the Midwest there was some big games, so hopefully we'll get to see the uh, the national tournament played this year. Yeah, I saw somebody see, um somebody tweeted a <laughs> a projected national junior college tournament bracket or their their version of bracketology, and and Columbia State is projected as the champion out of this conference, this district, and as the number 24 seed in the 24-team field. So I'm sure Winston Neal and the Chargers are excited about that, which I think that's basically where they were last year before things got stopped. Um, They were one of the lower seeds going into the tournament, and they were going to play um, Ranger College out of Texas, which – at the time, was coached by former Kentucky coach Billy Gillespie. I'm not sure if he's still there or not, but that was the plan before they basically got pulled off the bus going out to Hutch and shut down. So, no good, no good. But there's plenty of um, tournament action as you, uh, you know, as we're talking about basketball tournaments and in the first segment we were talking about uh, SEC and everything else. With these prep tournaments, it's, uh, it is kind of starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel, and I think that's a, that's a positive. Um, and I guess the best way to kick that off is to go ahead and get the rundown out of the way, right? Let's do that. Here's the rundown. In girls' action on Friday night, um, the district eight AAA championships. Coffee County defeated Tullahoma 39-26 in the consolation. It was Lawrence County 69, Columbia Central 22. In District 7 AAA, Blackman defeated Oakland in the championship game 50-26 in the consolation game. It was Riverdale 50, Rockvale, I'm sorry, Riverdale 51, Rockvale 30. In region play, region six AAA, Brentwood an 87-18 winner over Hunter's Lane. Spring Hill fell at Cane Ridge 61-54. Page was a winner 77-21 over Hillwood. And Summit fell narrowly to Hillsboro 54-47. 
in the Region 6AA Girls Quarterfinals. Creekwood defeated Giles County 76-39. It was Community 45, East Hickman 43. Fairview bounced back from that district semifinals loss to defeat Forest in the opening round of region play 48-30. And Stewart County edged Nolansville 42-41. In Region 6 single-A play, girls action, Huntington 64, Wayne County 62, Loretto took care of West Carroll 81-25. McKenzie was a 71-35 winner over Collinwood. And Summertown nearly triple digits, 99-19 over Big Sandy. In Region 5A, girls play on Friday night. It was Hampshire 66, McEwen 59. Houston County defeated Santa Fe 62-33. It was Joe Burns 54, Cullioka 40, and Richland knocked off East Robertson 51-41. In Region 4, single A, Eagleville over STEM Academy 74-31. Huntland 71, Valor Collegiate 16, Moore County 61, uh, is it Lead Academy? It, it is Lead, Lead Academy. Lead Academy 32. Fayetteville 72. Merrill Hyde uh, 15. A suite for that district. Yeah, in District 8 AAA Boys Championship action. Tullahoma continued its role with a 62 42 win over Coffee County in the consolation. Lincoln County 78, Columbia Central 75 in overtime. In the District 7 AAA finals, it was Blackman 56, Siegel 53, and in the consolation, Riverdale defeated Stewart's Creek 71 70. And another sweep. <laughs> <laughs> in that same region, 4A, Eagleville 70, STEM Academy 38, Fayetteville 77, Valor Collegiate 50, Moore County 66, Lead Academy 63, and Cascade 77, Merrill Hyde 65. In Region 5A, boys action on Saturday. Cullioka defeated McEwen 69-58. It was Houston County 50, Mount Pleasant 45. Joe Burns takes care of Santa Fe 61-43. And Richland 62, Santa Fe, I'm sorry. Richland, 62, East Robertson, 40. In a Region 6 AAA, Franklin was a 68-36 winner over Antioch. Brentwood, 51, Hillsborough, 45. Ravenwood, 58, Hunters Lane, 45. And Cane Ridge took care of Page, 76-56 to to avoid the sweep. In Region 6 AA play Saturday, Creekwood, 74-464. Marshall County defeated Fairview 60 to 53. It was Murfreesboro Central 58, Camden 49, and apparently we're missing one. Uh, it does appear we are missing one. Uh, I apologize for that. Um, in Region 6A action, Perry County fell at Huntington 79 60. Loretto at 62 46, wherever Holler Rock Brewston. Summertown in overtime, 69-59 over McKenzie and West Carroll, 59 Wayne County, 37. From last week's state wrestling tournament, um, in girls' action on Thursday, Summit's Nevaeh Brinson placed fifth at 103 pounds. Riley Lent from Independence finished third at 103. Indy's Bailey Peterson placed second at 125, and Brooklyn Long from Indy was third at 140 pounds. In the boys' AAA action on Friday, Indy's 106-pounder Russell Ford placed third, as did Summit's Jackson Masters at 120. At 126 pounds, Summit's Justin Knoll finished sixth. Summit freshman Landon DeSalle was sixth at 132. Austin Knoll from Summit was fifth at 138. 
uh, three other Summit wrestlers, Finley Jameson at 152 and Luke Justice at 170. I'm sorry, each of them finished sixth. So we had a total of 11 wrestlers that medaled out of 17 that qualified for the state tournament. Congratulations to all of those individuals. Tonight's schedule, full action in Region 4 AAA semifinals. Columbia Central travels to Blackman. Rockdale goes to Coffee County. Lawrence County travels to Oakland. And Tullahoma hosts Riverdale. In the Region 6 AAA girls semifinals, Brentwood travels to Cane Ridge and Page hosts Hillsboro. Also in Region 6 AA semifinal action with the girls, it'll be Stewart County at Community and Fairview at Creekwood. In Region 6 single A, it's Loretto at McKenzie and Summertime hosting Huntington in Region 4A. As I told you earlier, it's the sweep, so Moore County will travel to Huntland and Fayetteville will host Eagleville. And in Region 5, single A, Hampshire goes to Houston County and Richland hosts Joe Byrne. In the Region 4 AAA boys quarterfinals, Columbia Central travels to Blackman. Riverdale will play at Coffee County. Tullahoma will host Stewart's Creek and Lincoln County will travel to Siegel. That's going to do it for your Monday rundown on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of these. Uh, oh. I, uh, I think we're going to talk about them yeah. after a break. <laughs> it, it appears we are. Yeah, let's talk about some of these results after the break. Let's do that. Let's let's talk about them after the break here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Hey, folks! While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Talking high school sports, here's Mo and Chris. Welcome back into the show. Chris out here along with... Maurice Patton and JP Plant. I may be a little hot, JP, um, <clears throat> and I apologize if I am. That being said, glad to be here with you guys. I, I'll tell you, not having the video element is probably a good thing. You can't see the bags under my eyes. Get used to them. <laughs> Start wearing. Uh, what's the uh, the uh, Oil of Olay or some something. <laughs> you have to start you're getting gonna, a face or uh, yeah, you're going to have to do something because you will definitely be a member of hashtag Team No Sleep for a while. So um, <laughs> just comes with it. Uh, uh, not mad about it. Not no, mad about it. Want, no. Want to uh, appreciate you guys for for taking care of things while I was gone, and hopefully I can bring some bring myself back in, in, in due time and we can all be in the same room again soon maybe 
we'll, we'll get it all figured out, man. Do what you got to do. Clearly, um, this is about priorities right now. But um, hey, hashtag priorities. There we go. No question. But um, as you did mention before the break, we do want to dig a little deeper into some of these games that took place over the weekend, and um, we've got coverage of a bunch of them up on the website at sm-tnsports.com and and you know a a head scratcher to me and maybe it's just a head scratcher because I was actually there and and saw it and still don't really know what I saw was um Columbia Central the number 1 seed on the boys side in district 8 AAA having fallen in the um district semifinals against eventual tournament champion Tullahoma as it turns out so so maybe that wasn't so bad after all but um they turn around in the consolation game on Friday night and drop a 78-75 overtime loss to Lincoln County so you know you've got a Columbia Central team that had won nine straight games but had not played in I think 13 days was the count so you know I don't know if that rust was the big deal or or not having anybody to handle the ball in crunch time was the big deal because um, Q Martin fouled out of both those games. Um, questionable charge in that Wednesday game. And, you know, just another tough break on Friday as well um, as he fouled out right at the end of regulation. And Lincoln County took control of the thing in the overtime after um, running back at Columbia Central through the late stages of regulation did we lose chris no oh, okay. uh sarah's making coffee and i didn't want that uh oh that noise so in the you, background. okay so you muted and don't mute, don't mute it throws me off but <laughs> <laughs> especially with all the um all the audio problems we're having this morning so um anything kind of you know, get your. I heard the pause there. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. No, yeah. you're you're you straight. Know, um, just a tough loss, listening. tough stretch for the for the lines. Yeah, I, I was listening to that uh, Tullahoma game uh, as we were getting ready to go into the hospital, and I texted you because you know Central had a chance to to uh, tie the game or at least get, I think maybe get within one with a couple of free throws. Mm -hmm. And then the same thing here, it just felt like they were, they never could find, uh, you know, a way to, to put it away. They were, they were ahead big in both these games and just couldn't, you know, step on the throat. Yeah. And, and as you know, we talked to, we talked to Nick Campbell after that Wednesday game, that has been a theme for this team is getting up big and then letting people back into ball games. They had been able to score just enough or play just enough defense to hold folks off during that nine-game streak. But again, in the semifinals and then in the consolation game on Friday night, um, you know, they were up 47-24 against Lincoln County and wound up losing that ball game in overtime. Just could not and I don't even want to say could not get stops because you know they got stops throughout that ball game they just could not execute enough offensively to to take advantage of the stops when they did get them and and once that momentum swung both against Tullahoma and against Lincoln County it swung hard and it stayed in the visitors corner for the for the duration so um 
Columbia Central finds itself going to Blackman and could have been worse because yeah, you Blackman know, gets an upset. Yeah, because Blackman upsets number three ranked Siegel in the championship game in District Seven AAA. So you know, by, by by all rights, number four seed out of this district should have been going probably to Siegel, but um. Instead, they get a little bit of a reprieve. They get to go to the district runner-up, who beat number three Siegel. So it's it's kind of that double-edged sword there. But certainly will bear watching to see, you know, it, it's almost like no matter what Central does at this point, it's like you're waiting on the other shoe to fall. I, I don't think they're going to get up 23 on Blackman. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. Obviously, the, the lady lines had a tough time, tough time down at Lawrence County um, on Friday night as well, um, playing without, again, Janai Riley and Jaleo O'Neal. And the scores that they did have were kind of limited. What did they finish with, th- uh, 23? 22, I 22. think. Yeah, they lost 69-22 down at Lawrence County at a game that J.P. actually took in. Oh, JP with the coverage. Yeah. Coming yeah. in clutch. Yeah, I was uh, I was uh, courtside for that one, and uh, it was one of those uh, types of games where, you know, once the, uh, the snowball starts to go downhill, there's no stopping it. Um, obviously, Columbia, as Mo mentioned, without some firepower, and uh, it, was, it was just one of those perfect storms to fill in. Um, in a game that you know really didn't matter a whole lot, other than not having to face the number one seed in seven AAA, I guess. Uh, but um, yeah, it was uh, it was it was Lawrence County from from really from the opening tip. Uh, Columbia didn't score till halfway into the opening quarter, and uh, they just couldn't find any firepower. And uh, Lawrence County got hot and continued that momentum, and it never stopped. A couple of other games from Friday night. Um... In Region 6 AAA action, Summit played a close one down at Hillsboro and eventually lost 54-47, as did Spring Hill over at Cane Ridge. The Lady Raiders fall 60, uh, 61-54, but they did not have any technicals, as it was pointed out. After, hey! after Yeah, exactly. After drawing at least one in each game of the District 11 AAA tournament and... Um, you know, I don't know if Matt Horton sat on his hands Friday night or how that went, but, you know. Perhaps there were just some, you know, it, it being a region tournament, there were probably a different set of officials. A different set of officials, and that's probably a, a good different, uh, A different group, a different uh, association. Uh, <laughs> with, I, I didn't with know where maybe, you were going with that different, but a different level, maybe? I don't know. Um, well, that too, potentially. Because, um. It sounds like some of those technicals that Spring Hill, quote, earned may not have been earned. So, um, you know how it goes sometimes. People are looking I, I for you. I do know you. how it goes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's a tough loss for them. But I will say this. It was a very impressive showing uh, against the number one seed, Cane Ridge, there. I, I, you know, I think going over there, you lose by seven in the in the region's – Quarterfinals. Uh, quarterfinals. And I feel like, you know, you're in a situation where, I mean, obviously it's not the way you want your season to end, but 
that's a, that's a really solid showing for a team that has been in the you know play-in game for the last five years. It's also a really solid showing for a team that returns four or five starters. No, 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 three or five starters. They graduate yeah. uh, graduate Cat Carter and Sierra Stedman, but um, they they bring a lot back and definitely something that they can grow from. I think. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, on Saturday, I, I think it was Saturday, mm-hmm. I got a chance to watch some hoops a little bit um, as I took in the overtime period of Summertown and McKenzie online. Uh, that was a lot of fun because did not see that coming. <laughs> uh, pretty... Uh, Pretty impressive job there by McKenzie to get it to overtime after falling down 23-13 in the first quarter. They come out in the second quarter and get twenty uh, and outscore Summertown 22-14 and then outscore them in the third quarter as well. Summertown had to battle to get it to uh, the extra period, and once they did, they took advantage of it. But Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, that's, that's what was odd to me because I saw a tweet that said, 56-56 with about a minute six remaining, and then the final score is 69-59. I'm like, wow, okay. So so once it got to overtime, Summertown really took care of business. And when I say Summertown, I, I mean Grant Bur- – I'm sorry, Gavin Burleson, who scored nine of their 13 points in the extra period, including six of six from the free throw line. So um, I guess Gavin just said, if we get it to overtime, I got you guys. Jump on my back. <laughs> So, well, it's better than the last time they went overtime when they didn't score over at Loretto. So, <laughs> I'm sure Wes Long appreciates you reminding him of that. I, I, I bet he does. <laughs> I bet he does. Yeah, um, uh, he'll so, probably remind him as well. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> yeah, let, let's not do that. So, um, the Eagles will travel tomorrow over to West Carroll, somewhere in West Tennessee, um, in the semifinals and. Loretto, a, a 62-46 winner over Hollow Rock Brewston, will take on Huntingdon, which lost, uh, which defeated Perry County, 79-60. And I'm sure that's the, going to be I'm, a really interesting game. I'm, I'm sure the Vikings are pretty salty about this postseason, even though they voted for the region qualifier setup. Um, tough way for them to end their season i would think yeah i mean i'm sure it is but you know it, it when we when we we're looking at this i mean is this yeah they, they possibly could have won the district tournament i mean they at least could have gotten to to host a, a game against mckenzie potentially it would have went over some town they did they did um split with the eagles in the regular season yeah that's not the way they want to end their season i I'm a little surprised by this score. Clearly, Huntington better than I thought. Uh, maybe West Carroll too. So these um, these semifinals should be interesting. No question. No question. And um, in girls semifinal play tonight, as we mentioned, you'll have um, Huntington at Loretto and Summertown at McKenzie. Um, Summertown with that dominant victory. No, no, no. I got that wrong. Excuse me. Loretto goes to Huntington. McKenzie goes to Summertown. There we go. Correct. Yeah, 
Yeah, summertime with that ninety nine nineteen win over Big Sandy. That's um, that's a lot of points for a high school basketball game. When I, when I said the score, when I told Sarah the score, she said, "Isn't it like a running clock at some point?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah." And they still scored ninety nine. She yeah. was like, "God." Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's tough. That's tough. Sometimes you can't help but score. Like, I mean, there's there's nothing you can do about it other than, I guess, hold the ball. Well, and and I think that holding the ball at a point is even more embarrassing, maybe, than scoring. I mean, one, you've got your you've got your end of the bench players in there. You can't ask mm-hmm. those kids not to play. Right. And no, no more often than they get to when they do get on the court. You can't ask those kids to go out there and then hold the ball. So it's it's just a tough situation. I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to sound unfeeling or anything, but you know, stop them. Exactly, that's your job. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm one of these that I don't mind the the run it up scores. Well, what looks like run it up because I don't know that that's necessarily the case. But like you said, when when you're dealing with a team like a Summertown, I mean, even their reserves are you know fairly decent, relatively speaking. So pretty good for yeah. that level, no doubt. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I want to stay in girls' action because I want to ask you about uh, you know this this Hampshire McEwen game. Uh, Hampshire with a win over McEwen. And obviously Richland, but Richland only a 10-point win over East Robertson where Jesse Jennings had 33 points, but I think 20 of them came from the line. (laughs) Well, I think that just proves that East Robertson couldn't stay with her and not a shock, really. I mean, that's the number one team out of Region 5, out of um, District 10, and East Robertson was the number four out of District 9, so... You know the the talent level there is a little bit different, and and I think um, we both agree that that Jesse Jennings is the best player in her district, and so that's a tough matchup, especially when I guess she gets I'm just going. surprised that I guess I'm just surprised that it was only a ten point win over a winless East Robertson. I I think it was the East Robertson boys that were winless, not the girls. Oh, okay. Well, then that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. The girl, <laughs> the boys were winless. Yeah. Gotcha. But uh, Richland will get to host Joe Burns, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? That is correct. And then Hampshire goes to Houston County. Joe Burns and Richland will be a really good one. I saw Joe Burns play earlier this year over at Santa Fe. They got a really good point guard. That's going to be a tough matchup for Richland. It'll be a, it'll be a lot of fun to watch uh, those two point guards go at it. I can tell you that. Okay. And then, like you said, Hampshire goes to Houston County. And um, Hampshire, though it looks like they are the Roland sisters and Kayla Stevens, they have of late gotten some scoring from some other places, particularly Ansley Stoner and, um, and Haley Potts. So... They will probably need to be a little bit more diverse offensively going on the road to Aaron and taking on the Lady Irish tonight. So that could be an interesting matchup as well. I think it, I think you know, JP has got something to say. I, I just want to uh, make sure that uh, we've got the uh, the accurate uh, matchups in 
uh, I believe it's Region 6 girls basketball. Six, uh, I know there was a question. Um, uh, 6A. 6A. Uh, Loretta will be um, road. at McKenzie. Right. Summertown will be hosting Huntington. Uh, I know we had con- we kind of mentioned all four of those. Want to make sure. Um, thanks to, uh, by the way, Jay Chapman listening in okay. uh, down in Lawrence County. So we cool. appreciate Jay listening in. But uh, want to make sure that uh, we had that Huntington was the actual number two seed out of um, out of their district and McKenzie the one seed. So Loretto travels to McKenzie. Summertown will be hosting Huntington uh, those games tonight. Great. Thank you, Jay. Gotcha. Yeah, um, you know, Houston County has they, – they have a lot of folks who can score now. That being said, obviously Santa Fe has, has struggled most most of the year just because they haven't been on the floor a lot. Uh, they've gotten much better since they've, they've not had to deal with much COVID stuff since maybe mid-January. But, uh, yeah, this Houston County team is a team that can that – can, they've, they've got several folks who can put it in the hoop consistently so it'll be a tough matchup for hampshire i think what they're going to need to do is you know work it inside to to carly Rowland and then hope that kayla stevens courtney Rowland, ansley stoner etc can uh can give them some some help on the outside no doubt yeah yeah um <clears throat> what else where else do we need to go i i think i would like to i'm just going to ask you what 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 are your um what are your thoughts on this? Um, I'm sorry, Region Six AAA with that 11 AAA. I know that typically we, you know, we're not talking about these Williamson County teams, and we'll talk about them tomorrow, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, I'm just curious um, if you're surprised that Franklin and Brentwood will play again. Brentwood beating Hillsboro, a little, little surprise there for me. I thought. You know, the thing is, as we spoke to Mike Strasinger from Sports Nashville on Friday's show, we didn't necessarily know what to expect out of the Metro Nashville teams, no more than they had played this year. You know, Brentwood, a a Brentwood win rarely surprises me regardless of who they're playing just because they they do such a good job of sharing the ball and, and, and they've got weapons obviously John Wendley is probably their biggest but they have a lot of other guys that can hurt you if you if you don't account for them and you know again I just didn't really know what to expect out of Hillsboro so I think that one probably would have been the um most likely win maybe for yeah. Of of the three losses that Metro took, that probably would have been the most likely win. But at the same time, I'm not shocked that Brentwood took care of business there. Um, looking forward to seeing Cane Ridge and and what they do as they continue. They've got um one of the top recruits in the area in Brandon Miller and and Handel Page seventy six four uh, fifty six on um, Saturday. So again. You've got Ravenwood and Cane Ridge matching up in Tuesday's Region 6 AAA semifinal. And, and like you said, you've got Brentwood and, and Franklin going at it yet again um, in that other semi. So a couple of games that will bear watching on Tuesday in that region. Yeah, one one last game before we get to this. Uh, huge 
performance from Mount Pleasant to go over to Houston County. I know they lost by five, but trailing by two going into the fourth quarter, had an opportunity to win the basketball game. Got to be proud of the the difference that this Mount Pleasant team has made in the last couple of weeks. I mean, they, they weren't, you know, they were in the play-in game and then they upset Santa Fe and then go over to Houston County and just about pull off a, an even bigger upset behind eight three-pointers. Yeah, you know, that's a team that I've seen knock down some threes. I haven't seen it in a while. They've not done it in a while. But, you know, when you get Kentre Frierson and Demarcus Brown going, you know, those are a couple of guys that can be difference makers. And, you know, they, they both have the ability to put it on the floor as well as pull up from behind the arc. And so, you know, I'll be honest with you. What we saw in the in the district consolations and in this game against Houston County, that's what I, that's what I expected out of Mount Pleasant all year. The right. other the other to me was the anomaly. What we saw down the stretch these last couple of games is what I expected out of them, and I don't know yeah. where that was over the course of the season. It, it, it is it is unfortunate, no doubt. Um, but that is that is where we sit and, now. And you know, they had to they had to they it, had to travel to the number one seat. Yeah, and and you know, with COVID and everything else that's gone on, everything has been crazy. And you know, teams didn't have as much. You know, they didn't have the summer work and that kind of thing. They didn't. They're they're preseason practices were disjointed and that type thing you know in Mount Pleasant's case they had some pretty key performers you know DeMarcus Brown the the um the two Hughes kids who are both freshmen they were all in football so when basketball guys were doing some stuff whatever they might have been able to do in August September October those guys weren't involved so kind of took a little while for them to come together maybe I don't know but again Something they can build off of going into next season when they go to Class AA, by the way. Yeah, that ought to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. And the rest of the show is going to be fun because I am here and I am on. So I'm excited. (laughs) So are we. So are we. (laughs) Oh, man. We got Chip Walters coming up on the other side of the break, and it is Chip's birthday. So Mm -hmm. that's exciting. Uh, We'll talk about college hoops we'll talk about the preds we'll talk about the braves may talk about a little nascar got all kinds of things going on and this week uh jsu tennessee state on sunday we'll talk about that later this week be really excited but when we come back we'll talk to chip walters on the parks Sales hotline on southern middle tennessee sports day presented by mid tennessee bone and joint 